Hey everybody, welcome to Money's No Object. I'm your host, Dylan Howell. This is episode number 191 of our YouTube channel and podcast, and I cannot be more excited to continue sharing with you guys personal finance topics that I think could be useful for you in your long-term financial journey. Today, we are going to be talking about a choice that you can make in your financial life, and that choice is specifically the Roth versus traditional choice. Now, I've talked about this a little bit before, and I've talked about this throughout the course of an episode, but I've never dedicated an entire episode uh, to why you should uh, make the choice that I think you should make uh, when it comes to the Roth versus traditional debate in your retirement accounts. And so we are going to focus uh, in on that place today because it is so important uh, for your long-term investing and it's so important uh, for building wealth for retirement and understanding the types of assets that you have and how they're going to be treated when it comes to taxes later on. Before we get started though, if you could go down below, hit the big red subscribe button, like this video, leave me any feedback in the comments down below and I'll be sure to respond to anything you leave down there. If you're listening on Apple or Spotify podcasts, then be sure to subscribe and leave me a review on either one of those platforms. Follow me on social media at MNO with Dylan, and that's really good supplemental materials to all the things I'm putting out in these long form episodes on YouTube and the podcast every single day. And then if you need somebody to help you to create a financial plan that is specific to you and your family's needs and keep you accountable to that plan over the long term, then I can do that. Just go to my website, www.mnowithdylan.com. Click on the work with Dylan tab and you can choose the financial coaching session type that would work best for you. And we can begin pushing towards your long term financial goals together. So when we are investing money for our future, uh, we have a myriad of choices when it comes to the types of accounts that we can use in order to do so. Some people just use basic brokerage accounts, uh, but many, many people use uh, either employer-sponsored retirement accounts or IRAs, individual retirement accounts. Uh, and those are really going to be the focus of what we are talking about today because with a traditional brokerage account, uh, what happens is, is you uh, will put money into whatever investment within that account uh, and then any gains that are realized along the way uh, in the investments that you have, you must pay taxes on those gains. And if it is in the short term, meaning uh, within a year, right, you make a gain within uh, one calendar year, then you will pay your income tax rate on that gain. Uh, but if the gain is beyond one year, then you will pay long-term capital gains rate, which is less than your income tax rate, but you have to pay taxes nonetheless. And then whatever money you ever take out of it, no matter what point at which you do so, uh, you have to pay taxes on the gains. You must do that. Uh, but when it comes to an IRA or a 401k or a 403b, or a TSP, all those employer-sponsored retirement accounts along with IRAs, right? You have different tax treatment. Uh, your money is just treated different when it comes to uh, those types of accounts. Now, I've said this before, I'll say it again. Any account in which they give you something, any account in which they treat you better, in this case based on taxes, right? They take something away as well. So you get preferential tax treatment in these places, yet, uh, they put restrictions on not only who can contribute, but how much you can contribute and uh, the ages at which you can take money out uh, and then what the regulations are around you taking money out as well. And so 
the choice that we're talking about today, this Roth versus traditional choice, typically comes up in this place. It comes up in this place where you're setting up a new retirement account, uh, either with your employer or uh, you are just setting up an IRA for yourself or your spouse uh, or whatever. And you have to make this choice. You have to make this choice of, do I want to set up a traditional IRA or traditional 401k or traditional 403b, whatever, right? Uh, or the Roth version of that, right? Now, to be fair, for a lot of people, when it comes to employer-sponsored retirement accounts, uh, the Roth version may not be available to you. And that's okay. Uh, we still have this option of the Roth IRA. Uh, and so we can still be in a place where we have to make this choice. But uh, it may be a little easier to make the choice as far as your employer-sponsored retirement accounts go because uh, you may not have the Roth option offered to you. Okay, so let's break down real quick just what these two different types of accounts mean. Okay, so whenever you choose a traditional, we'll just start with the traditional IRA or the traditional 401k. What happens with these traditional account types is that you will put money in and that money uh, is going to be considered pre-tax money. So even if you have money that you've already paid taxes on, uh, and that it's after tax money to you and you put it into a traditional IRA, okay? That money will be treated as pre-tax money, meaning you will get a tax deduction for the amount of money that you put into that traditional IRA. And with a 401k or a 403b, any type of uh, employer-sponsored retirement account, uh, it is going to be treated the exact same way, but obviously it will be taken out of your check from your employer on a pre-tax basis so you don't have to worry about uh, you know having after-tax income and then later getting the deduction for it you'll just get the deduction uh, straight up off of your check but either way what you are getting is pre-tax treatment of the money that you put into the account okay so these traditional accounts you get pre-tax treatment of the money that you put in the money grows in a tax deferred way and so what that means is like i said with the brokerage account right you would have to pay any capital gains taxes along the way well you can realize as much in gains as you want to uh, throughout the time that you have some type of traditional account and it's not going to matter it absolutely doesn't matter uh, you can realize as much as you want within the account keep reinvesting in different things uh, you know receive dividends off of those things receive interest off of those things uh, and there is going to be no taxes as your money grows there's going to be no taxes uh, as you're going through your working life and saving into uh, this type of traditional account. Now, on the back end, right, because you got pre-tax treatment on the front end, okay, so you get a tax deduction on the front end of these traditional accounts, but on the back end of these accounts, uh, you have to pay taxes, okay? So they give you pre-tax treatment on the front end, you get to defer taxes uh, when it comes to uh, the basically the middle, right? So between uh, contributing and withdrawing, you get to defer taxes that entire time. And then once you withdraw money, okay, which can only happen after the age of 59 and a half without penalty, okay, then you will end up paying your income tax rate on whatever money you take off of that uh, traditional account. And so basically you got a tax deduction early on but you had to pay taxes later. And with any type of traditional account, especially the traditional IRA, uh, you get to a specific age and they've moved that age up uh, in the past few years. It used to be 70 and a half. Now it is 72 years old. 
uh, and you get to an age that uh, whether or not you want to, you have to start taking money off of traditional accounts. This is called uh, required minimum distributions, RMDs, because the government wants to get their hands on some of the money, right? Because you have never paid taxes on that traditional IRA. And if that money is just sitting there uh, accumulating, they want to get their hands uh, on their portion of that money that they will be due when you withdraw money uh, from that particular type of account. Okay, so you see the uh, benefit and you see what uh, they take from you here. They give you the benefit of the tax deduction on the front end, right? They give you tax deferral, but they say you can't take the money out before you are 59 and a half. And if you get to age 72, uh, then you will have to start taking small amounts out and paying taxes on that amount anyway. Okay, so that is the traditional account choice. Then when it comes to the Roth account choice, okay, the Roth account choice is very, very similar to the traditional, but there are some uh, clear distinctions. So with the traditional, we had the pre-tax treatment of our uh, contributions. Well, now with the Roth, it is going to be after tax treatment of your contributions. So all money will go into a Roth account after tax. Okay, so that after tax money that you're actually putting in to a Roth IRA uh, will be treated as after tax money later on. You won't get a tax deduction for the money that you put in. And if you have money coming out of your check uh, into a Roth 401k or Roth 403b, uh, then that money will come out of your check on an after-tax basis as well. And so the money comes out on an after-tax basis, meaning you make after-tax contributions. Then the money grows, it grows in a tax-free way, okay? So again, there are no taxes as your money grows. As your money grows uh, from the point of contribution to the point of withdrawal later on, uh, there will be no taxes that you have to pay. Uh, which is, again, very, very beneficial and gives it a clear uh, advantage over a brokerage account when it comes to taxes and how it is treated uh, for tax purposes. But the clear distinction when it comes to uh, the Roth IRA or the Roth 401k is that you get to the end of the line, you get to the point where you are retiring and you want to take withdrawals off of your account. Well, you take those withdrawals, you pay no taxes on those withdrawals because you pay taxes on the front end. You pay taxes when you put money into uh, the Roth IRA or the Roth 401k or 403b uh, or whatever type of account it is, right? You put uh, that money in on an after-tax basis and it grew tax-free and now you pay no taxes at the end. And uh, this is extremely beneficial because when we are trying to plan for our retirement income, uh, now we are planning for not having to pay any taxes on the money that we take. So you could hypothetically take as much money as you want off of your Roth IRA and pay absolutely no taxes on that money. And now unlike the traditional IRA or the traditional account types, there is no certain age that you get to where you have to start taking money off of the account. Now, why is that the case? Because uh, there are no taxes that have to be paid on the back end, right? Uncle Sam is not looking uh, to get his hands on his taxes on the back end uh, because there are no taxes to be had. You aren't going to pay taxes on that money anyway. Now, the same age limit to not pay a penalty uh, is there for the Roth IRA as would be for the traditional. It's that 59 and a half number. And uh, so you still get that taken away from you uh, for the fact that you get this tax-free treatment of your money uh, but 
you don't have to deal with uh, the RMD, the required minimum distribution on the back end that a traditional IRA holder may have to deal with. Okay. And so you can see that there are these two distinct choices and the choice really, really boils down to uh, one question. Do you want to pay taxes today or do you want to pay taxes later on? Okay. Because with a Roth IRA, Roth 401k, you are going to pay taxes today. And with a traditional IRA, 401k, whatever it may be, you are going to pay taxes later on. Okay. So you have to decide what is going to be more beneficial for you, paying taxes today or paying taxes later on. Now, something that a lot of people don't take into account when it comes to this choice, when it comes to this decision, is that this does not only take into account uh, paying taxes on contributions or not paying taxes on contributions, that money grows tax deferred or tax free to some different amount later on. Okay. And you are unlikely to take out that entire amount later on. Okay. And the fact that you are unlikely to take out that entire amount later on, uh, as, at least all at once, right? Because, uh, you know, you get to retirement, it's not likely that you're going to just cash out everything. You're going to take out just what you need and you're going to take it out systematically. And so, yes, you may be paying uh, taxes on that later on, or you may not be paying taxes on that later on, but uh, the money that you put in is going to be far, far less if you start early enough uh, than the money that you are either paying taxes on or not paying taxes on. Okay. So it really brings up a really harsh decision for you on, okay, do I want to pay taxes on uh, just my contributions? Okay. Or do I want to pay taxes on every single dollar that I end up taking out of this account later on? Okay. Now, anybody with any type of mathematical brain, anybody who can, uh, you know, do, think logically about this particular issue uh, would think, well, okay, it's only going to make sense to not pay taxes on the front end, right? And then pay taxes on the back end if we don't have a lot of time between the front end and the back end. Or if you have uh, a very, very high income when you begin putting uh, money into some traditional account. And then on the back end, you don't expect your income to be as high as it was when you were putting money away. Because uh, if you're putting money away and uh, it's into a traditional account and you're getting that uh, tax deduction on the front end, right? That tax deduction would be most beneficial to you if you were in peak earning years. Because if you're in those peak earning years, you can deduct taxes for those peak earning years. And then when you may be taking less income, less taxable income later on in retirement, which is just commonly the case, you know, people, they don't take as much uh, in taxable income when it comes to their retirement as they did in peak earning years of working. Okay. And so if you know that that's going to be the case, uh, then you could really make quite the spread between uh, the amount of money that you are uh, deducting on the contributions and the amount of taxes that you actually pay uh, on the back end uh, in those traditional accounts. Now, if you're somebody who's starting very early, right, you're in your 20s, you're in your 30s, and uh, you're starting to put money away, you're not in peak earning years, you have many, many years until retirement, you know, we're looking uh, 20 plus, any, anybody who has 20 plus years to retirement uh, should really, really consider the Roth IRA, 
uh, right? This works out logically as well, because if you are not in peak earning years yet, okay, let's say you're in an entry level job and you're just starting to put money away for retirement, right? You're doing the smart thing. You're starting early. You're trying to put money away. The way that you should put that money away is in a way that will uh, minimize your tax burden later on because your tax burden today is so small. Okay. If you're somebody who makes, you know, $50,000 a year today for a single individual, you're only paying, uh, the 22% marginal rate, which when calculated on an average tax basis, I mean, you're really paying less than 20 in taxes. Okay. And if you're paying such a small percentage on the front end, right. And you expect to make more money as you go along, right. You would rather pay taxes on that small amount of money on the front end and let that money grow for a long period of time and become something substantial uh, that you did not have to pay taxes on later on. Uh, and then you would be able to uh, win this game with whatever Roth choice you had. Uh, so Roth would be the best choice for somebody who is going to start early and somebody who is not already in their peak earning years. Okay. Uh, because ultimately what we want is we want to not only minimize our tax burden, right? We want to have the most money that we can have in retirement, and we want to have it at the most advantageous way that we can have it. Okay. Now I will say this, even though that choice is out there, even though the Roth versus traditional choice is out there. And if you are uh, in peak earning years or you're later in the game, as far as saving for retirement, traditional may seem uh, very, very advantageous to you. Uh, and if you're early in the game and you have uh, you know, a lower income and you have a lot of time ahead of you, then Roth may seem uh, very advantageous to you. And it absolutely is advantageous to you. Uh, I will say that regardless of the situation you're in, how nice would it be to have no taxes in retirement, right? Regardless of the tax bracket that you're in or the tax bracket you're going to be in later or the point at which you are saving uh, for retirement, right? How nice would it be to pay no taxes? It would be one less thing that you had to deal with in retirement, right? Not only would it be one less thing you had to deal with, if a majority of your income is coming off of tax-free vehicles, uh, then it is also going to have a very real impact on other things in your financial life. If you have zero or close to zero taxable income or very little taxable income in retirement, then that is also going to have impacts on uh, the amount of money that you spend on things like Medicare because Medicare is uh, determined, the cost at least for Part B, I know this for sure, is determined by your income. Uh, the higher your income, the higher your cost for Part B of Medicare is going to be. So when you get on Medicare later on uh, in your life, when you hit that 65-year-old uh, age and you're no longer working uh, and you're on Medicare, that cost will be higher if uh, you have more taxable income in retirement. And so uh, minimizing that taxable income burden can be very, very uh, important, very, very useful. I will tell you this, the vast majority of individuals who are starting to save for retirement, they need to keep Roth in mind. Okay. I'll tell you this. I'm 25 years old. Uh, me and my wife, we began right after we got married, uh, three and a half years ago, starting to put money away for retirement. And this is how we've done. So I want to share with you guys how we've done. So in the type of accounts that we use. Okay. So what we did originally, and this is something you can do is that we opened a Roth IRA for each of us, right? Because a Roth IRA can just be for an individual. Okay. But if you are married, you can open one for yourself and one for your spouse, 
okay? And if each of you have one open, you can both contribute up to the maximum for that particular year. So uh, at this point, the contribution limit for a Roth IRA and a traditional IRA, just the IRA contribution limit is $6,000 per year per person, okay? So we could put up to $12,000 a year away in Roth assets uh, in the IRAs, okay? And so we began those and started putting money away systematically into those and still have those to this day. But our contributions changed a little bit uh, when we moved to Texas and uh, she is working at a job that offers uh, a Roth 401k, okay? And that Roth 401k comes with a match because I've told you guys time and time again that it is very, very important to take the free money that is offered to you. Right? If you have free money that is offered to you in the way of a match, take advantage of that free money. And so she works uh, and has uh, this Roth 401k with a match that is tacked on to it. Okay, So we take advantage of that Roth 401k with the match right? that has good uh, investment options within it. And so we contribute after-tax money into that 401k. Okay, And her work puts money into that 401k as well. Now, this is where uh, I will pause for a moment and remind you guys of something. The matching contributions that an employer puts in to a 401k, 403b, or any type of retirement account uh, is going to be a pre-tax contribution. It's going to be treated as pre-tax money to you. So whether or not you have a Roth 401k or traditional 401k, that money within that 401k that was match money uh, that came from the employer, when you take it and maybe roll it into an IRA if you are to leave uh, that job or if you're taking that money out, if you're withdrawing it uh, in retirement, that money is going to be treated as pre-tax money that has not been taxed yet. Therefore, that is going to be traditional money regardless. So if you have a Roth 401k and you leave a job and you want to roll that money into a Roth IRA, that's perfectly fine that you roll your money, the money that you contributed and that grew uh, into a Roth IRA. But uh, the money that the employer put in is going to be segregated. It is going to be moved into a different type of account. It's going to be moved into a traditional IRA because it is pre-tax uh, it has not been taxed yet, uh, and you will bear the tax burden for that money when you withdraw it later on, okay? Uh, so that's just important to note. But uh, we have one of those. We contribute to that actively, uh, and that is a, a big portion of the investing that we do. And obviously, uh, 401ks have much larger contribution limits uh, than do IRAs. I believe with the 401k, you're looking at uh, $19,500 per year, uh, per 401k and with the IRA, like I said earlier, you're looking at $6,000 per person per year. Okay, but you can do all of those things, right? If you have an IRA, you have 401ks, you can contribute uh, to all of them. Now, even though you're making this choice between Roth and traditional, okay, something that I, I do want to address is that if you have a 401k that's offered to you or an employer-sponsored retirement account that is offered to you uh, that offers a match, yet they do not offer the Roth, they do not offer the uh, Roth 401k choice, and you're early on in your retirement journey, and you're like, well, should I do it because they don't offer Roth? If they offer a match, take up to the match, okay? That's why that's in the financial action plan to invest up to the match, because you want to be taking that free money. So invest up to the match, okay? But then after the match, I would go and try to find any type of Roth IRA I can get my hands on, or you know, if you're married, get one for you and your spouse and start contributing 
uh, to both of those. Uh, and then if you ever get to a point where you are maxing out those Roth IRAs, uh, then you can circle back to uh, that 401k and maybe put more money into it. Or you can open traditional IRAs for yourself to have a little more control over the investment options that uh, you have in that particular account. But what do we have to keep in mind uh, with this Roth versus traditional choice just across the board? Well, things that we have to keep in mind are uh, that not everybody can just open up a Roth IRA. Okay, your income may be too high to open and contribute to a Roth IRA. Okay, now with any type of IRA, in order to contribute, you must have earned income or you must be married filing jointly and your spouse has earned income. Okay, but if you are uh, trying to get a Roth IRA and contribute to it, if you have too high of income, you cannot directly contribute to a Roth IRA. But what you can do, right, because there, there are definitely options still there, you can contribute to a traditional IRA and then do what's called a backdoor Roth, right, to where you put money into a traditional IRA and then you convert it to Roth. You do it in a backdoor manner, right? You can open a Roth account and not directly uh, contribute to it, but uh, do it in the backdoor manner. Uh, and you would have to get with a CPA and work through that. I'm not a CPA, but uh, that type of strategy can be extremely effective to get you uh, that tax-free income in retirement and not have to worry about uh, you know contributing directly to a Roth IRA because uh, you do make too much money. Okay, and also if you make too much money, uh, then if you contribute to a traditional IRA, you may not be able to get the tax deduction uh, for putting money into a traditional IRA. Okay, so there's just things that you have to take into account. Uh, they, there's restrictions that they do put on uh, the types of monies that you may have. Uh, but the biggest part of the choice is where am I at in my investing life? Am I early? Am I late? Okay, am I in peak earning years? Am I not? and then you can make your decision based on uh, that particular place. I will say this, if you start early with a Roth, regardless uh, of where you get to in your peak earning years, uh, if you can still contribute to a Roth, keep contributing to the Roth, okay? Keep growing money in those Roth accounts and it'll be more advantageous for you to do so. But if you are starting later in the game, you're starting in peak earning years, you're starting uh, at that particular point where uh, the, the pre-tax element uh, of the contributions would be more advantageous to you than uh, not having taxes in uh, retirement, then you may need to go ahead and pick the traditional. But I think for the vast majority of individuals, the vast majority of people who are starting their retirement journey, they are starting saving for retirement, they're starting their investment journey, uh, the Roth IRA, the Roth assets are the way to go because if you can grow money uh, and you can grow it and you are never going to pay taxes on the withdrawals or the growth uh, from the money that you had contributed, uh, then I would absolutely try to take advantage of as much of that money as I possibly can. Uh, because ultimately when it comes to retirement, the name of the game uh, is how much income do I have? How much do I have to pay out in taxes? Uh, and if we can minimize how much you have to pay out in taxes, uh, then we can also minimize the size of the nest egg that you need uh, in order to cover the expenses that you need to cover. Because a lot of people think that they have a lot of money saved up for retirement. And then you look at them and you go, well, you know, but you're going to have to pay 25% of that out in taxes or 30% of that out 
in taxes and then they look at their nest egg in a totally different manner but if you've saved it into a roth ira roth 401k these roth assets and you don't have to pay taxes on them uh, then it can be extremely advantageous to you and open up a plethora of options when it comes to retirement planning in the future so really take that to heart really think about uh, how roth assets could really help you uh, and regardless of what you choose, Roth or traditional, let's be putting money away into retirement accounts. Let's be actively saving and contributing, getting some type of uh, tax advantage treatment, uh, and then just allowing our money to grow over the long term. Because uh, regardless of the choice that you make, regardless of uh, if you make the one that is most advantageous or not, uh, the most advantageous choice that you are actually making is putting money into these accounts and allowing them to grow for you over the long term. So if you're doing that, keep doing it. Uh, if you're not doing it yet, let's get started and let's start building wealth and pushing towards financial freedom together. So thanks for watching this episode. If you could go down below, hit the big red subscribe button, like this video, leave me any feedback in the comments down below, and I'll be sure to respond to anything you leave down there. If you're listening on Apple or Spotify podcasts, and be sure to subscribe and leave me a review on either one of those platforms. Follow me on social media at MNO with Dylan, and that's really good supplemental materials to all the things I'm putting out in these long form episodes on YouTube and the podcast every single day. And then if you need somebody to help you to create a financial plan that's specific to you and your family's needs and keep you accountable to that plan over the long term, then I can help you do that. Just go to my website, www.mnowithdylan.com. Click on the Work With Dylan tab, and you can choose the financial coaching session type that would work best for you, and we can begin pushing towards your long-term financial goals together. So tune in tomorrow as we talk about your income and why it is the best tool for wealth building over the long term. So thanks for tuning into this episode of Money's No Object. I'm your host, Dylan Howell. God bless.